Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. It is hour number two. And uh, Larry, Larry Howard is in for his uncle tonight, which, uh, again, like I said earlier, half dozen one, six of the other. They're both extremely capable and competent when it comes to the Word of God. We're dealing with finances tonight. If you've got a praise report, we'd love to hear it. I mean, those those stories are so encouraging, and they encourage others as well. You know, and like you and I were talking earlier, Larry, this is a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. And if we can inflame someone's heart towards Christ in this matter, then, man, amen and amen. That's right. what tonight is all, all about. So, triple eight F O R K F A X. If you want to go down that road, or if you've got a question for Larry this evening, we'd be happy to take your call as well. And I've been subtly reminded by the by the what, what is your title anyway? What what do they call the you? The Gopher. <laughs> the Gopher. He's like the, our producer. I would the, say. No, you you've got like a director. What? The Gopher. The Gopher. Now he's sticking with Gopher. We're we're not going with what's behind the curtain. He's going to go with the box. I think Chuck's job is to do what nobody else wants to do, exactly. and he does it well. And he does everything. He does it he really is, well. Uh, he is the nuts and bolts behind the ministry truth for today. He really is faithful. He's to a blessing. Fault. He really is. It's just been a joy, and it's and right from the beginning too. Yeah. But he's he's subtly reminded me, my ribs are still hurting from the punch. Yeah, the oh, kick, man. Yeah. Um, Truth for today can be heard on KFAX Monday through Friday, 5:30 in the morning, Sundays at 8:30, and really we it is a, a a great way to start the day. Set your alarm to us Monday through Friday, uh, especially this past year, uh, being housebound for most of us, Zoom for many others. Man, radio is just a great way of you know 8:30 in the morning. What a great way to start the Lord's day. You or know, podcast. Or the the podcast, yeah, you can yeah. you can do the podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, I was gonna uh, just um, I don't know where you're gonna take us, but I'm gonna segue. No, you're this. It's, it's you, man. Yeah. It's all I'll you. Se- I'll segue this. Seg seg for us. I'll segue into this thing here. Go um, for it. It's an interesting thing, you know. We we're talking about it's a matter of the heart and giving and that. And so, listen to this though. This is what happens when you give according to scripture so like when we show up on a sunday and we you know we don't we don't use language like we take an offering mm-hmm. we use language we receive an offering but listen to what he says in acts here he says all the believers were one in heart and mind now what was the evidence of that <laughs> no one claimed that any of their possessions were their own hmm. but they shared everything they had not 10 percent they shared every, everything. Every, every, yeah. What what does yeah. everything mean? It, I think it means what everything, is, right? In the Greek, what uh, does that mean? What's yeah. it, break that down for us? Yeah, and then mean? and then look what it what the benefits were that they shared everything. So that's a you gotta know that they were pretty close with one another. And the one another's start to take over there. But then with great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. 
and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. What a great connection that I think we often miss yeah. when it comes to our giving, yeah. isn't it? It's a it's when we put in together, we're together in that. It's just amazing to me. And and look, it doesn't say they give equal. It doesn't, but they gave everything they had to one another. Some had more than others. Some had more than others. It was just all together. And what was it that Christ, when he watched the offering go in, remember he was in uh, in Luke there, I think it was, where he said he, Christ stood and watched them bring their offerings, and the rich people brought and gave these lavish gifts. And what did the little woman give? The little widow. The little will gave, what, a copper penny? Yeah. Two and bites. he said... She's the one that gave everything. Yeah. See, and so you look at that. But what happens when you give and you unite that way, then the power of the Lord shows up in the gospel presentation. Yeah. You know? And so you're right. We miss this. We just think, oh, they just want my money. Yeah. No, no, no. We want you to be united with one another. We, we want wanna, your heart. We, we want to see it. We and, want your heart for Christ. And what we do here at Valley is we, we have a... Um, we have this tithing that we do. We have this, and then ministry takes place because of that. And that's what they're saying here. Ministry was allowed to happen. So what we read earlier, even in the uh, even in the Galatians six six passage, there was saying, if you share with those who are teaching you, ministry takes place. You're discipled. You get maturity. You grow in the Lord when those things take place. And so, it and guess what? Finances ministry doesn't happen. Without finances. Yeah. I mean, it does at levels, but to do full-on ministry, there's always an aspect of finances. You know? Most everybody at our church brings a Bible with them. Yeah. No one gets a Bible for free in reality. You know, you, you got to pay for them. That's yeah. kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. Someone's paying for a Bible somewhere. You might have got yours for free because somebody gave it to you, but... Someone paid for it. So it took money for that to happen. The buildings that you attend, the radio station. You you know what? I think you guys would do this fully without taking any money if everything got paid for somehow. But you have to keep the doors open, and you've got to be able to keep the lights on and the power to make the microphones work. 50,000 watts to get up and down California. So it's, it's amazing to me how much ministry is tied to the financial aspect, and it seems like it's part of the sanctification process in us. Yeah. It's part of the growth. It's the signs of maturity in us is when you've let God capture your heart in all these areas. The treasures of the heart come out. They yeah. are evident. And so, and guess what? Thank God that somebody here at Valley, I said this before, someone was giving to this ministry when I couldn't. Yeah. Or when I didn't even have a job. I was only 14 when I first came here. But what I love, I tell this story. My grandfather was here, and he gave to this church. My dad was here, and he gave to this church. I've been here, and I'm giving to the church. My son is here. He's been giving to the church. My grandson is giving to the church. Now, he doesn't have the job, so he can only give a limited amount. But as maturity happens, and maturity in a lot of areas, you know, you, you get mm-hmm. a job, you gain an income. Now you can give, and you can give more, and you can give uh, you can give more than a tithe. You can give above and beyond that in areas. And we do that. We call those stewardship campaigns that we have here, help pay for buildings and you know improvements and things like that. And so um, I love some of the stories that come out of those. Um, I remember one time me and my wife were ministering, and my wife, this was way, way back. I was, I was doing high school ministry here. 
and we weren't even in these facilities yet. Right. And uh, we were just struggling along. We were brand new. Uh, Lynn was, uh, my wife's Lynn, and, and I think she was pregnant with our daughter, Amanda, and she was about, man, she was a good seven months pregnant. It was right around Christmas time, and we were broke. I mean, we were broke, like no joke broke. And um, I had a job that was commission-based only. I was selling real estate. And at that time, real estate loans were like 17% credit card rate loans. Ouch. Hard to sell any real yeah, estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, but we were working hard trying to do, just trying to make ends meet. God had blessed us still. Even in that, we were blessed. But I'm telling you, uh, I'm going to weep. We would go to a liquor store downtown Rodeo and buy food because we could get it on a credit card because mm. we didn't have any money but we were working with high school kids and uh, one night we're home and you know you get the knock on the door and you go open the door and they're singing Christmas carols to us but in the Christmas carols they unfurl this like scroll thing behind it and it says we appreciate you and that was spelled out on butcher paper spelled out in cash mm. all green that these kids yeah. had put together to bring us uh, I don't think those kids had any idea what that meant to us it was incredible and I got stories like that yeah. and th- now this is my stories I know a lot of other stories but my own stories of God's faithfulness and his goodness. And guess what? We never, our financial aspect, we kept giving during that period. Yeah. We gave off the money that they gave us. You know? And so when you look at it, you go, well, he's a good God, isn't he? He is. And he's faithful to his word. Yeah. He said he would, if he feeds the little sparrows. Right. If he, not if, since he feeds the little sparrows. Won't he be faithful to feed you? Yeah. Won't he clothe you? Uh, well, I don't know about y'all, but I, <laughs> I, I had to stop eating because I was gaining too much weight. But, you know, that's just, now that's, well, I will say there's some wisdom in that. It's choosing the right food to eat, too. Right. But I think uh, when you look at it, I think, you know, God has been really good to us. And he's been good to you yeah. and to Chuck and to your wife in the room as we were sharing that last segment and um, you know we have those kind of stories that we can tell um, we signed up for stewardship money and we above and beyond funding yeah. we're going to give our tithe we're going to do that we're going to give that amount but we're going to give this above and beyond and so man you know we got to put a plug in it here yeah I can see that look yeah I know anyway I and man get me going on these stories I'll tell you the goodness of God he's been good to us he is. He is so faithful. Good to this church. You've uh, you've mentioned your your kids and your grandkids, and you've talked about kids yeah. ministering to you guys. So let's take a, a quick time out. When we come back, how do we pass this legacy and this oh, heritage on to our absolutely. children? Absolutely. So we'll absolutely. deal with that. Right now, let's take another quick time out. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes as Lifeline continues our Truth for Today edition with Pastor Larry Howard. Right now, we're off to the KFX Traffic Center with another look at your commute. And now, back to Lifeline. 
And we are back. Lifeline, Andy Froyland, Larry Howard. It is the Truth For Today edition of Lifeline, fourth Friday of the month. We always get a chance to spend time with you, and we are delighted to do so. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, if you want to join the conversation, if you want to listen in to Pastor Phil, you can do so Monday through Friday, right here on KFAX, 530 in the morning, 830 Sunday mornings. Is that good enough? <laughs> Ouch! He hit me again. again. You get hit if you do or don't. You know, he's one of your parishioners, man. You should keep him in line. Holy well, cow. We'll have to figure out what to do with him later. That hurt. <laughs> it is a joy. We are um, it's such a blessing to be on KFAX and have the ministry that we do. Uh, just talking about Jesus. What a what an exciting thing. So, truth for today. Make sure you join us in the mornings either, uh, again, uh, Monday through Friday, 5.30, 8.30 Sundays. Before the break, Larry, we were talking about the fact that uh, part of all that we're discussing tonight in finances is how do we pass this heritage, this legacy onto our kids so that they get it as well? I mean, you know, um, my wife and I, we make sure that they're the ones who take our checks and put them in the, you know, in the offering plate. And we always try and make a part of that uh, for them as well. Dad usually digs in because we've got very young girls, but I'll, you know, either mom or dad will dig into the purse and there's always a dollar, or a couple of dollars or a $5 bill that sure. we pass on for them. What else? And, and is that, is that okay? Are there, are there other things we should be doing? How do we how do we get our kids into this? Yeah, you know, I was I was um, thinking when you were when we left the last segment, I was thinking that through. And uh, uh, our lead pastor here now, Paul Paul Crandall, kind of a younger guy, thirty six, thirty seven years old, and uh, he was telling me, he said uh, when he was not a Christian, he was about six years old. He didn't believe in in uh, salvation for you know, didn't believe in the gospel the way you, you need to to be able to be a Christian. And um, but he said his grandfather was. And he was at his grandfather's, and he walked in in his office area, and his grandfather was writing a checkout. And he goes, what are you doing, Papa? And he said, uh, he goes, oh, I'm, we got paid. I made the deposit in the bank account, so I'm writing a check to the church. That's what you do. You got to pay God first. You take care of him first, first fruits. And he said, here I'm six years old. And he goes, I've never forgotten that, that my grandfather believed in this. It was a, it was an evidence of salvation in his life, mm. that he, that God had captured his heart in giving. He said that, and his grandpa the way he sang. He said there was no doubt he believed in what he was singing about, and he goes, there was no doubt he believed in God because he put his money. It was like not just, you know, we have this line around here. We say it sometimes that there are things that are taught, and there's things that are caught, and I think. Um, in my own life, I think probably in your life, we've seen someone that gave or someone that prayed or, you know, I can't teach you how to pray necessarily. Um, I've had people ask me or come up to me and say, man, I would love to pray the way you pray. I'm like, well, don't do that. Don't do that. Why don't you pray the way God intends you to pray? Right. But the key is pray. And so, but they, they hear you pray. They understand it a little bit more. My kids, it's amazing to me. My son and my daughter, when they pray, it reminds me of somebody. <laughs> you know, it reminds me, they sound a little bit like I pray. Yeah. So they've learned through the years hearing dad pray. So they've learned they both are givers, you know. Um, and so they've learned by watching mom and dad. And one of the things that we did that I would encourage parents to do 
is let them see you doing what you talk about. Don't just right. talk about them. Let them see it. And then what we did, too, um, we did this for a lot of areas just so they understand money. But we had them actually write out checks to the church so they could see what we were doing. And they were like, to them at that point, that was a lot of money to them when they're little like that. Right. You know, um, it wasn't tons of money necessarily, but our hearts were in the right place. But to them at that age, oh, boy, that was like, kids, yeah, oh that, my goodness, know. they couldn't believe it. You know, like, man, you give this much? Absolutely. Yeah. And we do this first. That's the first check we write, you know. And then even in, uh, they've been, they've experienced God's goodness to us in our commitment to the Lord financially. They've watched it happen. They've been a part of it. And you make them a part of it. When we do a stewardship campaign where this is above and beyond money that people commit to for like a three-year period, I always encourage families to bring their kids into the room when you're making these decisions. When you're going to make a decision to do above and beyond giving, well, that might cost them pizza once a month or twice a month. Yeah. Like, well, we, we can't go to pizza because remember we made this commitment back here. Um, and so my kids have lived through some of those times where dad and mom made these, well, dad probably more than mom made these crazy commitments and it was affecting everything we did. But yet we watched God bless. And then they also got to see how God came through when we made those commitments. And and you use the word commitment, but also a word to be used as well would be sacrifice. And it gives them a good Absolutely. understanding of what sacrifice is Absolutely. all about as well, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you know my kids were, <laughs> this will show how old I am and how old they are. Um, back whenever they were in, I think they were probably junior high school age, you know, starter jackets were big. Yeah, you know, and the and the Nike shoes. Well, Nikes are still big, but and I don't think I ever bought my kids Nike shoes. I I would have to sell stocks in order to do that. But um, <laughs> Rob you know, bank. yeah. But there was some commitments that we had made that didn't allow us to do those things, and um, but they also watched as we did some things in business that God blessed, and they got their starter jackets later. Yeah. You know, but it was out, but but there was a learning experience there. They got to see it happen. And, um, you know, you can talk to your blue in the face, and you can talk, I could read every one of these scriptures to them, but your children watch you. And what did he say? I think it's in the Old Testament. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know the reference. Teach them along the pathway of what you're doing. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I'm trying to remember. Where is it? Deuteronomy 6. I was going to say Deuteronomy, but I wasn't sure. So it's like, they will learn more from you by watching. And let me tell you, they are watching you. You know, along those lines, um, it's a name you probably might remember from a few years back. Uh, John Armstrong is a friend of mine. Hmm. Uh, Reformation and Revival Ministries uh, yeah. started Whitfield Fraternals back in the day. But he tells the story that um, he can't remember the color of the carpeting. He can't remember if they were in pews or chairs. Couldn't tell you the name of the pastor or what he looked like. Right. But he said the one thing that had a profound influence on me at a very early age was looking there and watching my dad worship his God. And he never forgot it. And, you know, God has used him in amazing ways over the years because he was, you know, he saw his dad and had a profound impact on me. As parents, yes, I, the more your children can see you actively worshiping God, 
the yes. more they get the idea Absolutely. that this relationship is real, don't they? Absolutely. I remember, um, this isn't financial, but I'll tell the story anyway, if I can get through the story. I'm a little bit emotional sometimes when I tell these stories. but You've got your hanky there. You yeah, can. I do. I have it out and ready. Um, you know, my, my daughter was going through kind of a rough time in her life trying to decide what she, who she was going to follow. And, um, you know, I was trying to be... Um, I was trying to be faithful to God, but also not be a finger in the chest all the time. So I would pray and ask God to give me opportunities to talk with her so that I wasn't, you know, she wasn't feeling like I was force feeding her or cramming it down her throat. Um, Sometimes you need to cram it down their throat, but I was in a spot where that wasn't what I wanted to do. But I remember uh, walking down the hallway and she's in her bedroom and I, I said something to her and, and, um, and she responded back, and it was good. It was a good conversation. And um, I, I said, you know, um, uh, I, I mentioned something about I hadn't seen her. She hadn't been coming to church. She hadn't been going to youth group and stuff. And she said, yeah, I know, you know, kind of one of those, eh, you know. And uh, and I just happened to have my Bible in my hand, you know. I said, well, I go, you know, um, she goes, but Dad, I'm not doing anything bad. Is anything bad? I'm like, oh, honey, I'm. I don't care what you're doing. I said, you know, I'm not worried about what you're doing bad. I go, what bothers me is the things I know that you're not doing is what bothers me. Right. Not what you are doing. I'm not following you around like a detective. It's the things I know that you're not, not doing. doing. You're, you're not in church. You're not around people that are, have your best interest in mind. And I said, but you know what? What you're doing right now is you're treating the world like a big ice cream cone. And I want you to get the biggest lick you can get. And if you find anything out there, and I held up my Bible, if you find out anything, if you find anything out there that's better than what I have in my hand right here, Mm -hmm. would you please come and tell your dad? Please come tell daddy about it. Because when you find it, if it proves out to be true, you and I will burn this Bible together. (laughs) <laughs> and oh, and this now this shows you oh and she wow. broke oh she started weeping in her bed and she was on her bed she started crying she goes wow. daddy how can you say that she goes you know that that's everything that you and mom believe oh wow i go you know how i can say that honey because it ain't out there yeah but get the biggest lick you can get and if you find something better let me know and it just showed me that they're paying attention. They are. It was a heartbreaking moment, but they're paying attention to you. Wow. Because for her to say, how could you say that? That's everything you and mom believe. <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't until much later that I realized what a compliment that was yes. Yes. to us. you know, And not that I needed a compliment in that area, but I'm like, we must have done something right, you know, train them up in the way they should go. And that's right. not salvation. We know that. Yes. But, but it's like, but she would fight others for the right for mom and dad to have those beliefs and, you yeah. know, that type of thing. So just incredible stuff. I just think train them along the way. Show them that you give. Make the sacrifice to give. And, and then test God. Yes. Test him. And they pray for their salvation. What are you living in front of them? Yeah. You know, that's so important. You know, they, we, you bring your kids to church and you want the youth group to do everything that you're supposed to do at home. Yeah. And you've got them how many hours a week compared to what we've got? We, right. Exactly. Know, and you want exactly. us to get the results that. And so, I would, hey, let me tell you something. If you struggle with finances, 
I'm going to take you this. Every time I'm going to take you back to this. You can have me on every month. We're going to talk about it this way. If you struggle with this, I, Lord, we want to give, but we just, we just, you know, how do we do it? I would challenge you. Start here. Just give something. That's one thing. But because that's obedience. Just obey. But I would say this. Start asking God what to do. Don't ask me what to do. Ask Start God. praying and asking him, God, you know we want to give. Right now, we're upside down. We're so messed up. But man, I haven't found anybody that lives in this area that can't give up a Starbucks cup of coffee. Right. Or something that they could give something. Um, guy walking him through budgeting. No time. Um, walking this guy through budgeting, comes in, shows me his budget. You know, we're, we're working with him on his budget. Shows me his budget. I look at it. My wife's the budget person. She's the the nerd when it comes to this. I'm more, I'm sorry, honey, for calling you a nerd. But that's what they call it in Dave Ramsey stuff. You're either a nerd where you do all the figures, and I'm a free spender. Don't my, let, my wife's the nerd. Yeah, don't, yeah. Well, and thank God for the nerds, because oh. I would be jacked up otherwise. Hello. I can't, you know what, I, I'm oh. like this. I cannot carry cash in my wallet. Yeah. Now, I do. Because I know that that's an opportunity to be able to give to people, because people need funds sometimes. But I will, I will always come home with nothing in my wallet because yeah. that's just what you learn to do. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, time just flies when you're having fun. Or I'm going to tell that story uh, when we are. come back. You, you remember it, so don't forget. <laughs> you and I are both old, so we we, we have gone way What's over. What's your name time. again? Yeah. I know. Who are you? <laughs> We're, we've gone way over time here on Truth for Today. So let's quit. Take a quick time out, pay some bills, check traffic one more time, and we'll come back, continue our conversation here on Lifeline with Pastor Larry Howard. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center, another look at your commute, Mr. Bob. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. It is Lifeline with uh, Pastor Larry Howard and myself, Andy Froyland, Truth For Today edition of Lifeline Tonight, and it's all things financial, and some uh, some very practical, anecdotal stuff tonight. It's been really sweet, Larry. You were in the middle of a, a story when we had to do, take a quick break, and... Uh, that's, yeah, we're probably going to have to take another one here in about five minutes. Okay, so, so let me tell this, and we'll be ready pretty the much. The abbreviated <laughs> version, yeah. So there's this guy that, um, you know, and I think this is this almost goes back to the training of people, you right. know. Yeah. And uh, look, um, we, we send kids to school from kindergarten to 12th grade, and we don't teach them anything about money. No, we don't. We really don't. We used um, to, but we don't anymore. Yeah, I think whenever I was in school, I did general business, and that was probably one of the the uh, most uh, beneficial classes I ever took. Yeah, balancing a checkbook, how to you know how to how to make numbers work for you. And, yeah. But anyway, this this guy came to one of our classes and um, on financing, and uh, my wife is the person that will help people figure out how to do their budget. I'm more of the guy that just, you know, like I said, they, in financial peace, they call that the nerd when they're the ones that know how to, they, you know, I call them bean counters. They know how, where every bean goes. Right. And I'm more of a like, hey, let's go to dinner tonight, you know, and yeah. I don't, and of course I don't have any money. My wife got all the money, but um, so she was working with people whenever they needed that individual help. So this guy comes and she'd already met with him once. And so now he's coming, he's going to present his budget to us what he's come up with. And so... I just want to see the overall budget. Lynn will work with him to figure out how to make everything function. And so we're, we're sitting there, and he goes, well, Larry, you want to see it? I go, yeah, let me let me check it out. So I look at the budget, and it was a couple pages long. And I look at it, and I go, yeah, um, 
I see a lot of problems, but the one major problem I see is I see no category where you're giving to God. Well, you can see my budget. I'm upside down everywhere. How can I give money to God? And he goes, I don't, I can't afford to give it. And I told him very quickly, I said, no, you can't afford not to give it. Yeah. You're so upside down. You're going to continue to be upside down because there's some principles in your life that you've got wrong. There's some some commitments to a stewardship thing that you just you're not you haven't made it a priority in your life to do this. And so I, you know, went through, you know, he's somebody that I saw regularly. Mm -hmm. So I would see him with and I hate I don't want to bash Starbucks because I love Starbucks and I go there myself quite a bit. But I say, wait a minute, I see you with a Starbucks cup every time I see you. You mean you couldn't just have a regular cup of coffee from home and take that money and give it to the church? Well, but that's hardly... No, no, no. See, the principle is first. Make God first. It's not the amount. It's making him first. Well, it's another one of those stories where he started doing that. And about three weeks later, he called me. And he goes, Larry, you're not going to believe this. He said, um, I, I I, can now give almost 10%. I'm like, did you get a raise? No. Same thing, same kind of thing. I'm like, well, what changes? Yeah. And all of a sudden, my bills are being paid. By the time it was over, he got, he did get a raise, and now he could buy a house. I mean, it was just within about six months, everything flipped. Yeah. And I would just challenge anyone that struggles in this area of giving. I would go back to the Malachi. Yeah. And just test God in it and see what He does. And and um. I'm going to save this passage that I have maybe for our last segment, uh, which we're getting close to that. Yeah. But um, and and I'll I'll just save that. And I don't know where we're at on time right now. But um, that man, uh, we watch God bless him immensely. Yeah. And um, I just know so many people that make God first in their life, and I don't see them wanting. You don't. No. I just don't see them no, wanting. No, there is no real want. No. You find you find a real contentment that transcends all the tangential stuff that you can touch and see and feel and taste and yeah. smell. Before we go to the next segment, there's four of us in the room. We've all given to God at some point. Yeah. And we're and we're doing it now. And I, I just by way of acknowledgement, how many of you which one of you wants the money back? <laughs> no one, no, right? No. And and what eternal reward will there be in some of the funding that you've given to the church? That little junior that had curriculum that they could share Christ with. Yeah. Who accepted the Lord. We we will just never know this side of heaven. And when we get there, my goodness, it'll yeah. blow us away. Well, this is Pastor Phil's segment here that we're doing. He had did a sermon one time, and Chuck will remember the sermon, I'm pretty sure. We were just going to go to a break. Oh, well, real quick. He did a sermon like this. Who will be in your receiving line when you get to heaven? Yeah. And that... Is a great way to stop for a moment, take a break, and then we'll come back and close out our time together this evening on Lifeline. Off to the KFX Traffic Center. Let's take a final look at that commute of yours before we wrap things up here tonight on Lifeline. It's a look at that commute with Mr. Michael Bennett. This report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. 
In Alamo, slow traffic, uh, northbound 680 Stone Valley Road to Gregory Lane due to a crash with a car and a big rig. It's right before 242. They've moved it into the gore point, but it's a visual hazard. In Milpitas, eastbound 237, right at 880 on the connector ramp there. A ladder is in the right lane. Watch for it. Burling game, heavy stop and go, southbound 101, Broadway uh, to Poplar, and uh, in Hayward, stop and go traffic reported eastbound 92 between Hesperian and 880. San Francisco, stop and go, eastbound 80 from the 101 split out across the Skyway to the Yerba Buena Tunnel. That's traffic. I'm Michael Bennett. Identity thieves love tax forms with personal info needed to steal your identity. That's why LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. Securing financial futures for over a century, churches and faith-based organizations have relied on MMBB to provide flexible and affordable benefit plans for over 100 years. No matter the size of your organization or your budget, they can create a cost-effective and customized benefit plan that meets your unique needs and safeguards your staff's future. For more information, please contact the Reverend Augie Bao at augie.bau at mmbb.org or call 917-209-9911. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Hi there, Jordan Michaels here. You know, many of us have helped build MyPillow into an amazing company. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our KFAX listeners. He's offering deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Visit MyPillow.com, click the new radio listener specials. How long has it been since you've had a good night's sleep? If it's been a while, you owe it to yourself to try the new MyPillow products. And I think you'll find what I found, much better quality and improved sleep. Find deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, robes, and more. They're even bringing back the buy one, get one offer on Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one set, get another absolutely free. And of course, there's a 60-day money-back guarantee and the 10-year warranty. MyPillow.com. Click the new radio listener specials for discounts on all MyPillow products. Enter that promo code KFAX or call 800-479-1790. Remember that promo code KFAX. 2020 had its challenges, but as much as we wanted to put it behind us, it did usher in a new era of historically low mortgage rates. So as you look to take advantage of these mortgage rates for your refinance or purchase, use a locally owned and operated broker with 20 plus years of Bay Area experience. The team at BayAreaLoanSource.com has the experience and technology to help you with your financing needs and make it easy and fast. Plus, we have multiple investors and products that can help tailor the right loan for you including a refinance flexible term loan, which allows you to pick any term from 10 to 30 year. This way you keep on track without adding years. Check out BayAreaLoanSource.com to see if a mortgage refinance or purchase makes sense for you. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Always trust in your faith. Equal housing opportunity lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Rates and programs are subject to change. Classic Home Loans, Lafayette, California, NMLS, number 242483. San Francisco's Salem Surround is hiring experienced digital sales professionals to join our digital sales team. Selling our digital marketing solutions to local and national businesses. Our digital sellers provide collaboration between clients and our fulfillment teams and provide a variety of digital advertising solutions. We pay a base salary plus commissions along with a full benefits package. For more information, please email our general sales manager, Keith Stonefeld at keiths at salemsf.com. 
According to the Office of Traffic Safety, no state has more pedestrian deaths on roadways than California. Our crosswalks have become increasingly dangerous. When you're behind the wheel, be mindful of pedestrians. When walking or cycling on roadways, always stay alert. And should someone else's negligence cause you harm, call the Kavara Law Firm at 1-800-4-INJURY. They've recovered millions for their clients, and they'll review your case for free. Call 1-800-4-INJURY or click 1-800-4-INJURY.COM. And now, back to Lifeline. It is Lifeline. Pastor Larry Howard, uh, yours truly, Andy Froyland, in for, uh, did I say Phil? I said Phil, didn't I? No, yeah. Larry. No, I well, said You said Larry this time, but last time we called, you called me Phil last time. Larry, segment. Phil, Phil, yeah, just don't call I, you late for dinner. I consider a compliment. All right, either way. Anyway, it is our last segment here tonight on Lifeline. Thanks for uh, letting us be a part of your evening as you try and get out of town tonight for wherever you're headed for that get-out-of-town Friday night weekend thing. As we close things up, Larry, um, just a couple of verses to, to wrap up our thoughts tonight on tithing, giving, where your heart is, there your treasure is also, and just how grateful we should be for all that God has given us. Yeah. And then he wants to give more on top of it. Yeah, I I just, um, this passage was ringing in my ears the last few days, and we're, you know, we're doing, we're, we're going into a stewardship campaign uh, starting on May 1st. We'll do a prayer time for that, and that's how we always launch ministries here at Valley. We, we pray for them and bathe them in prayer and uh so that's what we're doing and um so been working through different passages but this second corinthians uh chapter nine um this is paul saying now this i say he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart not grudgingly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver giver, a cheerful giver and so um i don't know we've all found ourselves in places where somebody's trying to finagle us into spending money we don't want to spend Mm -hmm. sell you an insurance policy that you don't need or don't want or sell you a car that you don't need you need transportation not a new mercedes um or a new whatever it was you said earlier in lexus or whatever that was and so (laughs) um and so and then but so he loves a cheerful giver and um you can't do it grudgingly or under compulsion. It just doesn't it doesn't receive the same uh, feeling from God, I don't think, when you do it that yeah. way. But then he says, and God is able to make all grace. Now, we know grace is unmerited favor. You can't, you don't deserve it. You, right. you, you can't get it. God's riches at Christ's yes. expense. Yes, yeah. and, but God is able to make all grace abound to you. Yeah. So that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. These are the these, hyperbole the, that Paul. Is, this is in the Bible, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is not a, a, uh, a some kind of a seminar to try and make you feel better. Um, but this is it says, and it is as it is written. He scattered abroad. He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Hmm. Okay. So when you give, and we were we just said that I think going off the last time, that what you give today allows curriculum to be bought for a junior student to hear the gospel, and I go back to flanographs. Yeah. So do you flanographs? Yeah. Yeah. Like 
somebody had to buy those flannel graphs and somebody had to cut them out and but the, they had to be purchased and the flannel had to be done and and I learned about so many Bible stories through that but listen to this I love this now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness you will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. So by you doing it, by those who came before I did at Valley, by those who came before at your church who gave, what do we do? And when I pray now, I can say, thank God, thank you, Lord, that my grandfather gave. Yeah. Thank you for my grandfather giving, that I learned how to give by paying attention to these people. But in Scripture, who gets the thanksgiving? God. Yeah. God, thank you. Thank you for those who came before, mm. who gave. Thank you for allowing us more blessed to give than receive. Right. Oh, boy, I've lived on both ends of that. Yeah. And I would much rather be a giver. Much rather. Amen to that. So, yeah. I don't know. That's, I, and, I love that know, passage there. And it is an amazing passage. And, oh, boy, at the risk of, you know, trying to get you incited into another hour, which we don't have. <laughs> Doesn't take much, you know that. The there is a section of Chris, quote unquote Christianity that will use that verse and and give you this is it. So if you want yeah. more money, this is yeah. how you get it. Yeah. And that's not what we're saying, and that's not what this passage is saying. No. There is some you know, and if your goal is to give to God to get more money, then you have a very short sight. You're not heavenly minded. Yeah. And you're not looking for the eternal. You're looking for just a bit more temporary. And at, like you said to your daughter, take the biggest lick you got. Yeah. And if you find something that tastes better, come Let and me see know. me. Let me know. Uh, there's that story of the guy that put the $100 bill in and said, oh, wait, I meant to put a 20 in. <laughs> and the guy says, well, we're not giving your 100 back, but God's only going to bless you on the 20 you intended on giving. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that story before. Hey, but, that's a new one on me, man. I like that. No, you only intended to give a 20. We don't make change here. So you're only going to get a blessing on the 20 because that's all you really wanted to give. Get, get $20 worth of blessing. That's all. So, so it costs you 100 Get your Get your cheerfulness in the right order. Exactly. And I love doing offering here at church because I will tell them, are you ready? This is the most joyful time of the service right here. And really, and, and the thing is, and it should be. It, it should be. Um, it is. The, the church at Philippi was like that. Oh, absolutely. Out of their poverty. Yeah. You know, they it, had the opportunity, and what a delight it was for them. Yep, and that's at the top of this passage that we just read, right? The Macedonians gave out of their poverty. Yeah. And they yeah. and they, and they begged for the opportunity. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I, I told Valley one time, I said, I want more people like that at our church. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> that, goodness. That begged to give, a, you know, to have a chance anyway. Uh, All right, brother. Well, and we're blessed with a great group of people. They give. Oh, it's incredible. Really? It's oh, incredible. Uh, over the years, it's no, been a delight watching Valley Bible grow and grow spiritually right, right. because of their desire to give. So, yeah. brother, that's going to put a wrap on it tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it's always being a here. delight having you in here when uh, when you're. I'm, I'm thankful your wife it. came so I could meet her and yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean Chuck's here, so I guess that's okay. Well, that's but. Chuck. Yes, you know, my ribs hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I better I better make another shameless plug before he hits me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and wear a flak jacket next time. You know, so. <laughs> at least some Kevlar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Lifeline. That does put a cap on it. One more time, I want to thank Mr. Nate at the other end. Um, you know, Nate's the one with the thumb in his ears waving at you. Yeah, that's Nate right <laughs> over there. He's the guy who pushes all those buttons and makes this thing work for us. Wanda Sanchez, our producer. Uh, she's a blast, and of course, as always, your ears round out the trifecta. It is a delight, privilege, and honor to spend time with you. And next month, fourth Friday of the month, we shall do it all over again. Until then, may the Lord richly bless you, keep you, and may he make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Thanks again for spending time with us here tonight on Lifeline. We'll do it again next time. Craig Roberts, back next week. He's probably listening in going, oh, man, that's the last time I let Froyland take over. Holy cow. The whole week. It's been a great week. I've really appreciated spending time with you. And we'll do it again next time I can coerce Craig into the closet and bind him up again. <laughs> Have a good weekend. We'll see you next time. Until then, God bless. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Thank you.